Alright, man. <clears throat> World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. I don't know about where you are, but where I am... Spring keeps sticking his nose under the tent. Every once in a while, I feel him a little bit, and then he he goes back. And uh, today's one of those days. It was pretty last night. When I went to bed, I think, oh, man, sun's out, pretty sunset. And then this morning, oh, a lot of rain and stuff. Uh, Oh, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad. And uh, right off the bat, we're going to. Here in about uh, three minutes, we're going to take some uh, take communion, as my wife said this to me this morning. Holy communion. So go grab something. It doesn't doesn't really matter what it would be, whether it be a some beverage that you can drink and some uh, cracker, peanut food that you can that you can uh, take as as we do it as well. And remember this, folks. I'm I'm going. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let Myra do the opening prayer, and we're going to come out. We're going to do. We're going to do the communion, but I want you to remember this: as Myra is as Myra is, is uh, doing the opening prayer, remember this. The Bible says that uh, we have to be careful that you don't drink of the cup unworthily. It tells us to examine yourself. Examine yourself, and if there's anything in you, you need to confess that, and you need to ask uh, you need to ask the Lord for forgiveness, and. If you have, if you got bad stuff in your heart, it ain't good. That's why uh, the Bible also says that because of that, there are many are sick. Many are sick because they have not discerned the body, not discerned the body. So, as, as uh, once you consider that, so all of you out there, I don't know how many we have ninety four in the huddle right now. We know there are more than that listening. Uh, go get you, go to, get yourself an element. And Myra, if you would come on in and and. Uh, Give us an opening prayer here. I will do that, Coach. Good morning, Saints. Good morning, Huddle. How we doing? 1 John 1, 7, King James Version. But if we walk in light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Amen. That's conditional, Myra. That was conditional. Read that again. Yes, of course. Isn't there an if? Isn't there an if? Yes. Okay, Um, go ahead. Okay, let me see. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And mm-hmm. the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If, if, keep going. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to coach Dave's title and lead unto all truth. Proverbs eleven fourteen King James Version, where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. 
Amen. Thank you, Lord, for that. Matthew 22:37-39, King James Version. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. Who's your neighbor? Go ahead, Myra. 1 Peter 1.16, King James Version. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Mm. Luke 8.17, King James Version. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither any hid that shall not be known and come abroad. We read in Proverbs 29.25, King James Version, The fear of a man bringeth a snare, but whose put of his trust in the Lord shall be safe. The fear of man brings a snare. The fear of man. Go ahead, Myra. I release the fire, love, and joy of the Lord unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So let's just take a second here. Take 30 seconds and examine yourself. Let's all of us examine ourselves. Lord, if there be anything in me, Lord Jesus. Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation, Lord. We thank you for your blood in Jesus' name. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus gathered his disciples around him and he said that he took a put some bread and he broke that bread and he handed a piece of it to every one of the disciples and he said, uh, take this and eat it. This is my body, which is given for you. And as often as you take bread and eat, think of me. Think of everything that I did for you. Think of the grace and the mercy in our relationship. And if you're bearing any ill will or if you, uh, whatever, you've fallen into some sin, bring it to me and I'll wash you clean. And this is just an outward appearance and a, a reminder, a continual reminder of what it was that the Lord did for us when he went onto that cross. So this is his body, broken for us for the remission of our sins. Take and eat it. And then the Bible says it in the same manner. Just like he did that, he handed everybody a little bit of wine. And he said, boys, don't ever drink alcohol. No, just kidding. It's not what he said. He uh, said, this is uh, my blood. It's the blood of a new and it's an everlasting covenant. And the covenant's a two-way deal. And I think you'll find out that as we walk this Christian life, this Christian walk, he never breaks his, he never breaks his covenant. Usually the covenant is broken by us. I'm reminded of a friend of mine. Well, I won't say who it was. 
whose wife uh, left him, and he would not agree to the divorce. Five, six, seven years, I don't know how long it was, he wouldn't agree, he would not agree to the divorce. Uh, he said, you know, I made a covenant. And so eventually, uh, just recently actually, his wife, through some legal means, made the divorce final. And only then did he say, well, okay, but that I can say to the end, I kept my covenant. She broke it. And so that's the same thing with Jesus. It's a blood and it's blood of the new and an everlasting covenant. And he's not going to break. He won't ever break it. He'll never break his his blood's better than a handshake. And he gave us his word, an everlasting deal we struck with him. And the truth is, if that can that covenant be broken, it can, but not by him. It can only be broken by us. The scripture says not only that, but he stands at the door and knocks. He says, can I come back in? Can I come back in? He stands at the door and he wants to come back. The decision is in your hands and it's in my hands. What are we going to do with that covenant, with that sacrifice? So uh, this is a cup of his blood, the new and everlasting covenant, a sign of his willingness to pay the price for all, all of our sins. Drink it as part of that covenant. Thank you, Lord. Had a raucous day yesterday. <clears throat> Thomas, uh, where was I? We're then in Kilbourne High School. And I, I, I left there again. I left there again. Oh, wait a minute. I've got some notes I made. I, I left yesterday. I'm, I, I'm the optimistic guy. I left again not encouraged. There's a couple things that I noticed that I want to point out to you about my journey yesterday to Worthington Kilbourne High School. I was really, really worn out, really worn out when it was over. I was in uh, literally in spiritual warfare. Now, I'm going to say this, and some of you aren't going to like it, but I'm going to, uh, I don't care, it's the truth. I saw it again yesterday. Every time I go, I see it. The brazen, what's the word I'm looking for? The brazen disrespect and brazen, oh my goodness, of the Jezebel spirit. The, the, the girls, the 17 and 18-year-old girls in those classrooms have so intimidated the boys that the boys are afraid to say or do anything. I saw it. I was uh, three classes, probably a hundred and I don't know, over a hundred different students. I saw it over and over and over and over. Girls in charge, in control, loud and proud, and silent, sheepish boys afraid to raise their hand. Folks, we are in, I'm telling you something. I'm telling you. We if we don't get a reinjection of testosterone into the American society, Christian testosterone into the American society. Uh, we're in trouble. We're in trouble anyway. But we're Amen. really, really in trouble. And you know, the amazing thing was, I stood before those girls, uh, those people yesterday, and I talked about transgenderism, and I talked about Leah Thomas, the boy who's swimming and girls. And you know, those girls, 
Those, girl, those girls were on Leah Thomas's side. The girls, I'm defending the girls. The girls, like my daughters, who worked hard to be athletes, I'm defending the girls who worked hard to be athletes, only to have some man come and steal all the accolades, and the girls in the room are on the side of the man. It's unbelievable. Because you know what? Folks, that is a deep, 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 deep dark spirit. That sexual deviancy is a deep, dark secret. Why is that? Because we are created in the image of God. Amen. Not only does the devil want to steal the seed, he wants to, he wants to destroy the very image uniquely created in each one of us. Is is um, is unbelievable. I want to show you something here before I'm I'm going I'm going to, I'm going to talk. Well, stay with me. Where is it, Joe? Where is it, Coach? Where is it? Because I want I want you guys to see this yesterday. That's not it. Hang on a second, Jonathan. Get up there. Uh, no, that's not what it says. Which one is it? That or no? No, that's not it. That's not. Is that it? Is that it? No, no. Oh my goodness. Yes, number six, Jonathan, number six. Did you guys know? Did you know this is trans? Did you know this is transgender month? Did you guys know it's transgender month? And I want you to listen to the blasphemy from the president of the United States. Yes, I could. I, I about. I was sitting on the couch this morning as I watched this. I about fell off the couch and died had it not been for my cat licking me back awake. And by the way, not a peep from anybody, not a peep from pastors, not a peep from conservative Republicans, not a peep as this man stands before us. Scroll down, Jonathan. And I want you to listen to this minute and a half from this Luciferian puppet. Did you guys know that? Hang on, guys, did you know this? Did you know this is transgender? Go ahead, play it. To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility, I want you to know that your president sees you. Jill, Kamala, Doug, our entire administration sees you for who you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. But we know it's hard when there are those out there who don't see you, and don't respect you. For example, the onslaught of anti-transgender state laws, attacking you and your families, is simply wrong. This administration is standing up for you against all these hateful bills. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom, on the playing field, at work, in our military, in our housing and healthcare systems, everywhere, simply everywhere. Today, we're announcing even more steps, but there's always more work to do. To end the epidemic of violence against epidemic. Trans women of color and girls of color. Hang on, hang on, sure. hang on, hang on, hang on. Epidemic of transgender violence against women of color? Are you kidding me? Go ahead. And girls of color. To ensure transgender seniors can age with dignity, dignity, and to finally pass a bipartisan Equality Act. 
to help transgender persons around the world live free from discrimination and violence. Above all, to be there with you. To parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. To any transgender American who's struggling, please know that you're not alone. To parents and children alike, please ask for help. And know this, you're so brave, you belong, and we have your back. God bless you all. Be brave. Make me want to vomit. As men, as men are locked up in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. This, folks, if you cannot understand, I don't even know how you can possibly not see this with spiritual eyes. That was written by Lucifer. Every hot button in the cultural war they pushed. And you better understand that the way they advance their agenda is through victimhood. And why do they do it through victimhood? Because you foolish Galatians feel sorry for these wicked, wicked sinners and the Luciferians who are promoting it. That's how they do it. Well, you're not not against these poor people created in the image of God of all things. Are we to believe God's transgendered? Is that what, what isn't, isn't that what it would mean? If you are a man dressing as a woman, aren't you saying God's transgendered? Aren't you saying, wouldn't you think somewhere across America, black churches, white churches, Asian churches, wouldn't you believe that they would raise up and say, what the hell's wrong with you, Biden? Wouldn't you think that? No, no. Oh, oh, they just they just love it. Oh, he's so loving and caring. And oh, we're just, we're so inclusive. And we are being every weapon we have. The only weapon we have is truth. And that is being taken from us. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know why we can't see it. I, I really, for the life of me, I, I cannot see my, my brother Dan. Love you, Dan. My brother Dan's a die in the wool union Democrat. His eyes are being opened every day, I'm sure. Do you think he is for transgenderism? Do you think he, he really? Dan, are you for he can't hear me? You, come on, he isn't for <laughs> being taught to our children. Being taught. To your children. Are you sitting down? I'm, I'm just getting started here this morning. Are you sitting down? <sighs> Go to um, number nine. Today's show is about children. <clears throat> this is Germany or Germany. This is Canada. But it's, it's, it's swimming downstream, folks. Primary school children. Somebody help me here. I'm old, fuzzy-duzzy, fuddy-duddy. What's a primary school? Michelle, how old's a primary school person? Primary school, not elementary. Primary meaning first. K through second. K through second. So that would be five, six, seven years old, right? Five, six, seven years old. Primary school children, five, six, and seven-year-olds are told to ask their daddy about his erections and his ejaculations. Now, I don't know what you think. 
But I think for any adult to speak to a minor child about any of this is perverted and illegal. I would think. Amen. What do you think, folks? If you came home, you're you're some child. uh, You were at a mall. You were out. I don't know. You were at a restaurant. Whatever. And you, your, your child says they have to go to the bathroom. They go to the bathroom, and they come back with a, a piece of paper that says, uh, ask your daddy about erections. And you're sitting at McDonald's, and your child brings you this. You say, where did that, where did this, who gave you this? Where is that pervert? Oh, it was your teacher? Oh, okay. Okay. What would your neighbor do if you presented that to her child? Scroll down. I'm going somewhere today. Keep going. Talking about vaginal wetness and wet dreams. Yeah. Put, put it in the chat. They can read it on their own. But I want you to hear ben, Bernie Finn. Bernie Finn's like a congressman in Canada. He's one of us. He's a good guy. Scroll on down. There's a video of Bernie Finn. Right there. It's three minutes. He's on the... He's on the floor. Folks, this is so vile and wicked. And not a peep from the church. Go ahead and play it. I wish to raise a matter this afternoon for the attention of the Minister for Education. And I have to say, it is not often in this job I am absolutely shocked. I thought I'd, I thought I'd seen everything. Uh, but this one um, is, um, is uh, just, just beyond words. Uh, it is a, a, a note from a constituent who says, Hi, Bernie, this is a worksheet that my 10-year-old daughter brought home from school, and it includes a photo of the worksheet. Part of her homework was to discuss with her father his erections and ejaculation. I find this very disturbing and sickening, as indeed do I, I have to say. I have complained to the school and was told it was just part of the curriculum. Can you advise who else I should make a complaint to? Well, I could go on for days uh, who she could complain to. My daughter still plays with dolls and writes letters to the tooth fairy. There is no way any little girl should be told to ask these questions. Well, so say all of us. What the hell is going on in this state when 10-year-old girls are told to go home and talk to your father about his erections and about his ejaculations? What the hell is going on here? How the hell are we supposed to protect our kids when this sort of perversion is in our schools? This is what is being dished up to them on a daily basis in a primary school. Not even a secondary school, a primary school. This is just unbelievable. It's staggering. I could not imagine the reaction. I have three daughters. I could not imagine the reaction of any of them if they were told to, to, to do that. They would be traumatised for life. I don't think they'd ever recover. I'm not sure I'd ever recover. This is, this is just deplorable. This is just deplorable. And it seems to me to be a part of the ongoing war by the Andrews government against children, in particular, in this state. Let kids be kids. A 10-year-old girl should not be exposed to this sort of material. I think, I think it is deplorable. It is deplorable. And I challenge anybody, anybody, just ask yourselves here tonight, would you be happy 
if you had a 10-year-old and she was told to go home to talk to her dad about his ejaculation and his erections? Would you be happy with that? Would you be relaxed about that? My God, I wouldn't be. I'd be <coughs> horrified. Indeed, we should all be horrified. So I asked the minister, I asked the minister to conduct an urgent investigation to remove this material okay, and it, ensure that... Get it off there. Get it off there. So I, I don't know about you. I remember when homosexuality was, they just wanted to be left alone. They just wanted to be left alone. I'm going to tell you, I was in, I was in the public school yesterday with uh, 17 and 18-year-old kids. I want you to tell you something. The public, uh, uh, the acceptance of homosexuality in American public schools, that train has left the station. That isn't even, that isn't even a discussable issue anymore. Now the discussion has moved to whether or not men can be women. That's, folks, this. <laughs> Sex with animals is next. At, at least, at least, Rod, at least, at least. Now, folks, look, I see all the hands in the air. I see it. I, I, listen, you got to bear with me here a second. This is, this is, this is some serious stuff. Uh, Matthew, uh, pull up number four. Some serious stuff, folks. I, I, I listen. I don't know. I don't know the solution. I don't know the solution. At the same time, came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, "Who's the greatest in the kingdom?" I'm letting that sink in. Everybody wants to be greatest in the kingdom, don't they? That spirit's still alive. We're fighting that in American Christianity today. Amen. And Jesus called a little child unto him, and he set him in the middle of him. And he said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as a little child, you're not going to get into the kingdom of heaven. And I'm going to tell you this, he said, Whosoever, therefore, shall humble himself as a little child, the same as the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever, verse 6, shall teach these little children to go home and ask their daddy about their erections. Wait a minute. These little ones which believe in me. These little ones which believe in me. Whosoever, whosoever, little ones who believe in me. Uh, can I raise my hand here a second? Everybody, I want to see everybody's hand up. Say, I'm a whosoever. Somebody raise your hand. Say, I'm a whosoever. That's me. I'm a whosoever. Ooh. Just call me Mr. Whosoever. That'd be me. But whosoever shall offend one of these little ones to believe in me, be a lot better for him to put a millstone around his neck. He would drown in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses. <laughs> for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to the man by whom the offense cometh. Folks, Amen. if you think you are not going to be held accountable for what you permitted to be done to these little children who believe in him, you, uh, <laughs> you got another thing coming. You are Mr. and Mrs. Whosoever. That is you. And you are paying for it and permitting it. And your church is welcoming in men who sleep with men and the children that you're putting in church 
are looking up and seeing that. And that sound you hear in the background, that's, I got a mill back here. And they're making millstones back here. I'm not done. You better, you, see, we don't take it seriously, do we? And those of us who have prodigal sons, prodigal daughters, ask ourselves, how did this happen? What happened? Open your freaking eyes. Open. Do you understand? you understand that you're going to be held accountable for the prodigal? You are? Why? Because you allowed the little one to be offended. You allowed that little one to be indoctrinated in doctrines of demons. You allowed it. Whosoever, you, me, God better be gracious. He better be gracious. I was in elementary school. I didn't even know what a erection was. So we're told in uh, Malachi, pull that up there, number two, brother. For behold, the day will come. Is that what I want? Yeah. It shall burn as an oven and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly. Thought God loved everybody. They will come and shall burn as an oven all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up. People, he's talking, he's talking about people, says the Lord of hosts. And then it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name, I thought God was love. I thought he was love. Michelle, I thought he was love. But unto those that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in the wings. And that guy who fears my name shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And that same guy's going to tread down the wicked. What, what, they're not going to love him and invite him to church and lead him to Jesus? They shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, says the Lord of hosts. Now, here's where I'm heading. Remember you the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments? He says, you remember what I brought to Moses? So he says, here's what I'm going to do, boys and girls. I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet before the great, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Not not the blessed hope. No, no, the great and dreadful day of the Lord. See, there's a great and dreadful day of the Lord coming. And what's he going to do? Why? He's going to turn the heart of the fathers to the children. 
not the mama bears. Fathers, defenders, protectors. He's going to turn the heart of those who protect children to the children. And the heart of the children back to having the heart of their father. Or I'm going to come and I'm going to smite the earth with a curse. It's pretty sobering. So much for that love gospel. And you know what the truth of the matter is? If you're let, if we're letting God's little children be preferred in public schools, their heart isn't turned towards us, and our heart's not turned to them. Oh, oh, wait a minute. They've got a good basketball team. They've got a good football team. Choir's good. All their, their theater department. And the hearts of the fathers aren't protecting the children. And the children are wandering around and chasing after strange gods. Because why? God's about to smite the earth with a curse. See, well, uh, coach, that's Old Testament. Yeah, 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 it is. You're right. Go to Matthew. <clears throat> uh, go to Luke 1. Because <clears throat> God left. God left talking about fatherhood. Uh, 400 years, I believe, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. God didn't speak again for 400 years. And isn't it amazing when he shows back up, what's he talking about? Because <clears throat> let's start in about verse 5. Go on down there, brother, if you could real quick, so I move on here. <clears throat> and they, no, they keep on going down. I want to make, uh, make like, we ought to read it all, but I, I, want, I want to move on. Uh, keep going. Uh, no, no. And for there it is, verse 15. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, talking about the coming of Jesus. 17. No, I said, uh, stop right there. 15. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink wine. Talk about Jesus. Drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost from the moment from his Holy Ghost consumed. Talk about Jesus Christ. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. Now watch this. And he shall go forth before him in the spirit and the power of Elias to turn the hearts of the father to their children and the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Just going to tell you the truth. Those of you who are dealing with prodigals, it's your fault. It's my fault. We can blame the schools. We can blame TV, blame cell phones, blame whatever you want to. You know better. Now, wait a minute. I'm going to plead ignorance because I didn't know better. I didn't know better when I was training my kids. I didn't know better. But somewhere somebody told me that ignorance of the law was no excuse. Better for me to have a millstone. Children of the seed. 
They're the seed of the next generation. And I told those kids yesterday, those 17 and 18-year-old kids, I said, I'm 69 years old. You probably, why I'm in here, why am I worried about you guys? Huh? Why, why? Just live and let live. Why don't you leave you alone? I said, well, I can't do that. Because why? Because the guys in this room, you're going to lead my grandchildren. You guys are going to be the authorities who are going to create a society for my grandchildren. I have a vested interest in this. I'm here today to speak to you, I said to them, about truth. And can I tell you something? They don't have any idea what truth is. Why would they? Why would they have any idea what truth is? The church doesn't even teach it. Schools certainly don't teach it. Hang on. Bring up Psalm 78. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. Because I'm going to open my mouth in a parable. And I'll utter dark sayings of old. Which we have heard and known. Why? Because our fathers told us. And we will not hide these precepts from our children. Showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. Why? Because he established a testimony in Jacob. And he appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded the fathers that they should make them known to their children. That the generation to come might know them. Know what? The testimonies of the Lord. Even the children which should be born, who would then arise and declare them to their children. That they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. So they won't be, as their daddies, a stubborn and rebellious generation. A generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. And he said, like the children of Ephraim, daddies were carrying, were armed and carrying bows, but they turned back in the day of battle. They didn't keep the covenant of God, and they refused to walk in his law, and they forgot his works, and his wonders that he had shown him. Rare today, rare today, is a Christian family who have raised Christian children. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Amen, rare today, rare today, is a Christian home that have raised Christian children. There it is. 
Why? Because the hearts of the fathers are to other things. They're pursuing other things. They're putting their kids in public schools and ignoring it because they're out spend, earning money so they can buy them stuff. So I can't believe it. He was raised in a Christian home. Was he really? <laughs> really? He was raised in a Christian home? Okay, I'm about ready. I'm about ready. Directions in school. Pull up number seven. No, pull up number eight. Praise and prick. Pennsylvania pays churches to convince members to get vaccinated. State of Pennsylvania is paying paying churches $10 for every child that gets vaccinated. I'll start with you, Roger. Come on in. Can't hear you, Roger. Come on in. Maybe he wasn't ready. Jeff Nell, go ahead. Yeah, Coach. You really, you're nailing it on the head. I know I am. I have the, hey, Jeff, the Holy, Spirit, Holy Spirit always does, by the way. Yeah. I'm with Mass Resistance. It's a book I read, The Health Hazards. And let's go the other way. Of homosexuality. It's a psychological and medical. People are not being educated. I, I I just read this article from the New York Toast. This is optical illusion to tell you have a male or female brain. It is the power. Oh, listen, listen, this is all demonic. This is all demonic. And unfortunately, we don't get it. We don't understand that the devil is working full time in what appears to be science, in what appears to be education. The devil is working full time. That's why Jesus told us take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we put our kids in government schools and let them plant the thoughts in the minds of the kids. Right, Coach. That's what's going on. But it goes to the, the that building they named it at the Indiana University of that pervert. That yeah, of course it does. Right, but we right. don't even need that pervert anymore, Jeff. We got, right. we got perverts everywhere you look in public schools. Everywhere you look, they're perverts. We know it, and we don't do anything about it. Why? Because like the men of Issachar, we, we don't understand the times in which we live. And what was it that said in Psalm 70, 78? That the men of Ephraim, armed and carrying bows, turned back at the most important moment. I'll close with this, Coach. It's by design for the orgasm, for the dopamine to be hooked and addicted. Oh, come on, man. We, we, know, we know all that stuff. It's all by devil design. We don't get it. Michelle. Hey, good morning, coach. Good morning, team. Um, I'm okay. You're okay. Your best life now. Um, methods on how to masturbate. Hey, colleges. 
are nothing more than horror training centers. We know it! Go ahead. I just wanted to uh, bring in one bright point here, uh, going back to our whatever that thing is in the White House. Um, Get it out! (laughs) Okay, so Florida, DeSantis did that, what they're calling the don't say gay bill. And it is spreading. Um, Ohio has, there's been two of your state representatives take it up there. And I, several other states, I think 13 other states, it doesn't really go far enough, but they are at least saying, Hey, you you can't talk about gender topics until they're eight years old instead of five years old. So at least where the church is, Rochelle, where the hell is the church? I was just going to say, um, since they're jabbing our children now in churches and paying, I think we have to go start protesting in front of churches. It'd be better for you. It'd be better for you if they put a millstone around your neck and threw you into the deepest part of the ocean than to teach any child that a man can be a woman. It'd be better for you to put a millstone around your neck than to teach any child that men can have babies. It would be it would be better for you if they put a millstone around your neck than than to teach any child that two daddies is the same as a mother and a father. That, and folks, it, it's right it's right in front of us. In the UK, Ooh. they're going to start asking men if they could be pregnant now as a part of their. Yeah questioning could you be pregnant it's insane they're changing folks they're changing truth for a lie romans one who exchanged the truth for a lie we are paying them to lie to our children jerry morning coach uh don't anyone ever tell you that uh when you're on fire it's anger because i'll tell you right now it's the passion of christ man i see it all Right to anger. As your passions like coming out, the Holy Spirit says to me, Satan is fattening the world up for the slaughter, and the will of man allows it. This is the war for the hearts and minds of man. Boom. Hey, Jerry, can you ever imagine at seven years old going and asking your dad about his hard ons? Not a chance. Folks, come on, folks, do you get it? I didn't even know my mom and dad had sex. <laughs> Boom. And you know, I, I, I look back on I I often wonder, when did my mom and dad stop having sex? As a 69-year-old man, when did my mom and dad stop having sex, I wonder? Well, because, see, we think, we think parents just have sex till they have all the babies and they're done doing it, right? Let we, oh my God, help us, Lord. Joe, come in. Carico, then Jeff. Uh, thank you, Coach. I mean, you really, you really hit nail on the head today. I know that. Uh, uh, I had a, I think a, a bit of a word come to me um, when you read that from the, that statement from the truly selected resident Biden. Mm-hmm. And I chose those words appropriately because I want to endorse a false thing. And uh, uh, it, he rejected the image of God. He did. That's right. That's right. We, he was we, created in the image of God, and he wanted to change it. Yeah, he wanted to flip and, the coin this, this is what came to me. We cannot dictate that God's image be changed. To do so is blasphemy of the highest degree. Amen. And what's, what's the punishment for that, Joe? Pardon? Uh, that'd be death. a millstone around your neck. That's death. That would be the best thing. That'd be the best thing that could happen to you. 
I think that that, that, that the punishment is a lot worse than a millstone. Yeah. No, I said that would be the best thing. He suggests yeah. you do that. That would be the merciful thing. And, and um, uh, you were talking about the stubble. Um, you mentioned that in one of the other verses. My job used to be when I was a kid, well, my parent, my dad was a big rice farmer. I later became a rice farmer. And one of the jobs I got in the fall with my, to have a whole crew of my friends is to take uh, cans with half diesel, half gasoline, and a wick at the end and go and burn the rice stubble. That's what you do with stubble. You burn that's it. That's what you do. That's right. And that's what he said he was going to do, isn't it, Joe? I believe yeah. so. I thought he loved everybody. You're after your best life now. And I, I thought all that, right? Yeah. Jeff Klein, come on in. Coach, after hearing this this morning, I got approximately, I think we got what? April, May, two more months of school board meetings, a whole stinking yeah. year. They don't yeah. care. They don't listen. We've been forced. Jeff, Jeff hang on, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff. The, parent, the parents don't care. No. You know, so it's the schools don't care and the churches don't care. Standing out in front of the, the churches. Pastors don't care. care. That's yeah. right. The pastors don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So it ain't going to do us either good. So that, I'm figuring, I'm just trying to wind down these last two months. Look, a few of these scriptures you use are going to be great. I'm going to use them. Then I think what we're going to do, you sold us that ice cream truck. Last mm-hmm. summer, I think we hit maybe about 1,000 kids came to that truck. This summer, it needs to be 10,000. And we'll just tell them, all the people in your schools, your teachers, your principals, they're lying to you. Let, let me tell you something, Jeff. God bless you, but let me tell you something. I was with those 17- and 18-year-olds yesterday. You ain't changing their mind. You are not changing their mind. Only the Holy Spirit can change them. I'm just telling you, folks, I'm just telling you. We we are creating little Luciferian factories for children. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't care how good your child is and your child's in a youth group and you have a great youth group leader. I'm going to tell you something. You're sending them to the gates of hell five days a week and you're going to lose your children. You're going to lose them. Maybe you don't care. Go get a millstone. Jessica. I agree, Coach. Um, I want to give you some encouragement, and I also want to ask a question. So I was one of those young girls filled with the Jezebel Jezebel spirit. I was completely indoctrinated by the time I graduated high school in 1992. Um, Of course, it wasn't nearly as bad as it is now, but it it started with um, teaching us that abortion was actually more um, humane than letting a child grow up, you know, in a bad situation. Um, you know, they, they came humanism. out with all the gay bashing stuff and, right. and right. you know, appealed, to our, appealed to our sensibilities on that, you know. And, and girls, it's just the way we're made. We are more vulnerable to that kind of stuff. It's just, it's true. And, and they neuter the boys. So, but Jesus saves. And... It, it took me a while after I got out and I, and I did spend some time in the military, but um, I complete, I, I'm completely the opposite now. So um, there is yeah, there's hope. hope. There's hope. There, there there's is hope. hope. Yeah. Um, but, what, what, but you're what, right. What, what, we, we can't, we, we should have. Why do we have to beg to have Christian morals taught in our schools? What do well, we, what? Exactly. And we, we shouldn't wait until they're high schoolers because like you said, at that point, it is so deep. It is so strong. And they use a lot of the broken homes and a lot of the, the, the yep. home situations 
against these kids, um, they're jaded already. And so it's like, it's easy. They're easy prey. So it, it, that's why they're starting now when they're so young. So I've homeschooled my kids since our oldest was, well, kindergarten was the first and last thing he ever did in a public school. Um, and I was just, might take that back preschool, but, um, I was done and, and I, Let me ask you something. I got to move on here. Hey, folks, is it okay to homeschool your kid and teach the kid he's going to be in society with? You're going to teach the other kid filth? And uh, come on, folks. How damn stupid are you? Is it okay? Okay to mislead somebody else's kid? No, it is not. And that's why I want to know. I had posted stuff about the sex education in the schools, and I actually had someone else from the church come on and and say, oh, this is not happening in our school, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm just a a homeschooling mom. I'm kind of disconnected here. How can we find out if we aren't connected to the school? How can we find out if this stuff is, in fact, in our school? How do we go about doing that? How do we go about at least finding out if there's curriculum, what it is, what – how, how do we do that? That's my question. You can go and make a request for it. You can go, just go and make a request from the school of the curriculum. Any ask ask specifically any what what you would like to see their sex education curriculum. You would like to see their uh, uh, their are they teaching critical race theory? That, that's that's what I we can discuss this in in, uh, in the after show here if you want to. I want to get on and get some others in here. Mike Heath, come on in. So uh, at ten o'clock, coach, you've agreed to help. Dr. Paul Goslin, he has decided to blow Facebook up. So if anybody wants to help us, uh, you're going to join us at 10 on Facebook on Paul's uh, page, which he hasn't really used in Is that Eastern time? before to speak of. Eastern time. Eastern time. Where Eastern, do they find it? Where do Eastern they find time, it, 10 o'clock. I think if you search for Paul Goslin and then try to friend him or whatever, um, I don't know how. I, I'm not a Facebook expert. But anyway, we're going to be live streaming on his personal Facebook page at 10 o'clock, and you've agreed to be his guest. This is his third show. If you can't join us, say a prayer. All right. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Jack McCarthy. Okay, so you've, you've outlined it very well, Coach. So what are our solutions, what are our tools, and how do we wield them? It's time to wield the tools, but we got to know what they are and how to use them. Just shine light and make noise. Whatever the hell that looks like. You got to shine light and make noise, whatever it looks like. The money, the money is how they control us and we should be controlling them with the money. Um, Nullification is our tool. We simply do not consent to bad law. Yep. And we don't consent to bad teaching of our kids. We have to storm. Oh, listen. Hey, can I tell you something, folks? You know why you don't know what to do? Because you're not pissed off enough yet. Amen. If you were pissed off enough, you would know what to do. Boom. You just act like you're mad. That's all. You just act like you're mad. You're not really mad. Because if you knew how they were stealing the soul of your child, you'd be freaking tearing down walls. You'd be knocking in windows if you really knew. You don't believe it. It's happening to somebody else's kid. It's not happening to mine. Our kid's in youth group. Well, we've had him in, we've had him in, why, he can recite the Ten Commandments. Good luck. Come on, James. James. 
Coach, if we're using lawfare, is that, is that the right word, law, lawfare? Yeah, yeah. How do we, okay. I've asked we, this we, we act like we're so damn help, hope, helpless. Hey, folks, if they were molesting your child, would you say, what do we do? <laughs> They're molesting the minds of your children. Right. Some guys out in the front yard raping your daughter. Are you going to say, what can we do? Let's go get them. You got to do something. Amen, coach. Right. So is that. You mean to yell at you, James. That's the truth. No, you're, you're not yelling at me, coach. I, I, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. So is there a lawsuit that we file against the school system? How, hey, lawsuits. Come on. The law lawsuits are what got us in this mess. Holy smoke. We got guys in jail. We had a guy in D.C. released from jail. Found innocent yesterday. First one found innocent yesterday. And he's been in jail 17 months. For doing nothing. He's innocent. I get that, Coach. But then- I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling. Keep going. Thanks, Chad. <clears throat> um, I lost my thought, to be honest. That's all right. But, uh, I, I yelled mean, it right out of that. The, wasn't that the whole point of the Christian revolution? Yes. Yeah. To use the tools that they are using against us? That's what we're trying to do. Right. So yeah. all I'm saying, Coach, is somehow there's got to be a landmark case that says, okay, enough is enough. Either you give me my money back for any public education that I funded and turn this thing around, or for teaching humanism, religion, in the schools. That's all I'm saying, Coach. God bless you. Love you. Love everybody in the huddle. Amen. Amen. More of us should be teachers. More of us should be teachers. Amen. Hey, folks, we ain't got time. I mean, we, we have to play both the long game and the short game. We ain't got no short game. We don't even have a long game. We don't have a game. You know why we don't have a game? Because our team, which would be our churches, they're not even involved. They're not even worried about it. They're, they're supporting folks. The churches are supporting the Luciferian beast. They got bought off, Coach. The churches are supporting. Our team has traitors on it. Our team has traitors in positions of authority. Franklin Graham, Samaritan's Purse, receiving money for vaccines. Wow. Coach, it's not just money. It's a bribe. And that's mm-hmm. how we have to see it. A bribe. Because, Chad, they haven't turned the heart of the children to the father. They've turned the heart of the children to the government. So it's happened. And what did he say was going to happen? I'm going to smite the earth with a curse. And we're right in the middle of it. Have a great weekend. See you Monday morning. <laughs>